another episode of Driven Crazy. Uh, it's been a little while. I've been uh, taking a break. I've been pretty busy with stuff, but uh, glad to get back on the horse here and uh, start back off with the second Macaulay episode. Uh, this was on the way back from Blacksburg. This was a little while ago, but uh, we had a fantastic conversation. Talk about all sorts of things. This is actually the first time uh, I ever got my, ever, ever really gave my story, how I got into comedy, find out how Macaulay got into comedy. It was, a, it was an absolute blast. Uh, very fun conversation, uh, a little bit of a long one, but uh, if you bear with me, it'll be great. Uh, and uh, you know, as always, uh, there's a tip jar in the link if you feel like supporting me and or supporting the show. And you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Colby Knight Comedy Knight as in of the round table. And you can follow Macaulay at D Macaulay zero one on Instagram. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing, nothing else to plug in the intro here, but. Uh, I uh, filmed my Star VA set for uh, the NBC show in Richmond, and uh, that went very well. And I should have an idea pretty soon of when that's going to air, so I'll let you guys know. And if anyone could vote for me, that would be absolutely fantastic, and I would love you forever. But yeah, no, nothing really else to plug, so let's get cracking. Yeah, I'm not going to say fuck the gays when you start recording. No, no, I did! <laughs> Alright, we're back, driven crazy. Uh, we lost the last, I don't know, 30 minutes of that last one. But I'm your host, David McCauley. <laughs> we'll get right back into it. We'll cover what we missed. I switched to a different recording app, so there should be no more trouble. Dude, was that not the best night of your entire life? Yeah, so first of all, story time. We recorded 70 minutes of podcast, uh, and then the app was like, hey, man, we heard 43 of that. Yep. So, like, when we weren't here, we talked about... But when, when when people couldn't hear it, we talked about like how we got into stand up, and we talked about our expectations for tonight. Yep, it was going to be a cool before after thing, but Siri decided to fuck us, or someone decided to fuck us. We'll get it now. So yeah, I I left on saying what my expectations were for tonight. Like I was a bit worried, like you know, being a UVA guy doing a set in Blacksburg, like Blacksburg worried. and uh, Charlottesville, Virginia Tech and UVA are basketball rivals. They're everything rivals. Yeah, they're like everything on, rivals. on the class rings of Virginia Tech students, they say like beat UVA on them. Uh, like it, like they will engrave it in gold. Like they fucking hate us. Ours is beat coastal, whatever that means. Yeah, that's, uh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Okay, but like sounds you know, about right. Tech, sort of like most of our teaching. <clears throat> like Tech hates us. Like if you can get a dead room when it's like <clears throat> Colby from Liberty, then David from UVA, like that could get some booze. So I was yeah. like. A lot of my jokes are kind of dependent on mentioning UVA in one way or another. Yep. And so, like, I was worried that I could say one of those and sink it, or I was worried I wouldn't get enough time and worried, like, the nerves of how good I've heard this room would be. Like, yep. you know, I'd collapse into myself. None of that shit happened. I get, I get nervous every time I go up, but then the first laugh, it just sort of melts away, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's nice is there's enough laughter that you can focus. When yeah. you're bombing, you lose your head stops uh-huh. and you can't think. Uh-huh. Here, when it's great when you do well, you can think about what you're saying. And you get, you get five seconds of time between. Oh yeah. Beat, beat, beat. Like you get it. It's great. Yep. You don't, that you, was that made me so happy. I I've yet to see you have a really good set, and that was there. You go. Well, now you have seen me do a really. Good I have set. seen you have a very good set, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. I, I I that was fucking amazing. And you got to do that toothbrush thing next time at the at the. Uh, uh, 
that toothbrush thing that, that toothbrush thing became standard today yep yep there you go like, and if you use that as an opener that's like, what I learned I've done this thing I did I did the same set at the Southern twice the exact same set except uh, for the first 10 seconds yeah and one of them did really well and the other one bombed when you change the first 10 seconds it makes so much of a difference if you get them right off the bat like yep. I heard people say that and I'm like yeah, it can't be that bad it's that bad Alright, so those are your expectations. My expectations were uh, I had a feeling you were going to do really well uh, unless you did weird crowd work that you, I haven't seen you do in a couple weeks, so I think you, I think you got out of that one. Yeah, yeah. It was... Because what, what someone mentioned that I was really good and I was going to bring up with you again is it, no matter what's going on, no matter what they say, you have electricity, you will have the power over the conversation unless you give it to them. Yeah. And you gave it to them weirdly quickly, and that was the issue. Yeah. Are you talking, you're not talking about tonight, you're talking about like other No, no, no. I'm talking about like the few times you've done crowd work at the Southern, and it's, it's, yeah. It's been weird. Yeah. Sometimes I like fall back on it really quickly. Yeah. That's what you don't do. You stick with it, and you, it, it might not get laughs, but it won't, it yeah. won't, look like you're giving up the power. You gotta, you gotta be a real Dick Cheney and just bully through it no matter yeah, what everyone yeah. says. Yeah, that was a... No, that was a great fucking night. There's, there's, there's less... I don't know if there's less to say about it than I thought because, like, nothing that could have gone wrong went wrong. Like, exactly. Nothing at all. It mostly went better than expected, but I don't want to just, like, talk about how awesome I am because... I know, I know. I go to any other room and it's just gonna be... Hmm. Yep. Nightmare shit. Well, what's going to happen is once you think you're funny, you'll start to do better. Like, after my first Blacksburg set was when I started to do better at other places. It, it, once True. you realize you're funny, you get a little bit of the confidence. and you, you, yeah. It makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. And if you remember why a joke is funny while you're telling it, they'll think, if you don't think it's funny, they won't think it's funny. Yeah. Also, like, watching back, like, I watched the video back of my set immediately after because I'm vain. Um, and, and I needed it. But, like... Watching that back, like, I, more than usual, like, usually I listen to, like, the jokes and the laughs and, like, yeah. my body language or the sound of my voice doesn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of unique that this time I did well enough that I could focus on things like, you know, that twitch that I got on my right hand. Yeah. Like, I fiddle with my ring all the time. Like, you can see my right hand, like... When, when you do well, you can think about that stuff. Yeah, I can think about, like, supplemental parts of my act yep. instead of, like, oh, like people hated that joke so much like the room got like heavier yep. like yeah, yeah like I switched up my order <clears throat> and, and and normally that would screw me up and I'd miss stuff but I didn't because I had mm -hmm. enough time to actually think through it it makes it oh here we got a live update I told Winston you did a, you had a good set and he said I'm glad uh, I'm in a bad place so happy that you guys had fun oh poor Winston uh, see he likes you no no he's just glad that I didn't kill myself <laughs> Because that that would be. Are you that kidding? Be... That would bring so much attention to our mic. <laughs> <laughs> Local comedian bullies trust fund kid into suicide. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had someone die yet in our group, and we're all betting on Jared. Oh my god! That's the first my one. parents think that someone stole my phone. Why? So I'm tell because they're fucking. I don't know what's going on. That's weird. Uh, all right, so. How did you get into comedy? So we started. We, we the, the last recording cut out with uh, your first day, your first time. So what, what? What? What was the underlying cause throughout your life that got you into it? And then, okay. like, what was a specific spurring incident? Okay. So because this is a long-ish story that we interrupted several times the first time we told it, I'm gonna 
try to do it the whole way through briefer. Yeah. So, when I was a kid, it was Bill Cosby. Like, that was before he was the horrible person. That was before, you know, yep. he became Rape Hitler. That, and, you know, I was, like, 12 or 13, like, when he's America's dad, when he's a Bob Ross or, you know, a Mr. Rogers, like, when he's that level and, you know, your parents have a sense of humor, like, they're probably going to show you Bill Cosby. And <clears throat> instead of showing me the Cosby show, they, you know, they showed me uh, his special himself, which I loved. And before, you know, rather during the break, I guess, we talked how, like, you know, the legends of comedy, the people who changed the art form for everyone else, um, you know, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George um, Carlin, George Carlin, Cosby, that company, like, the way that we are all living in their shadow, but we are living in Carlin's shadow and Pryor's shadow more than we are living in Cosby because, like, right. the way that Carlin and Pryor, you know, the trails that they blazed are the ones that we all follow today. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy's, we talked about, you know, how Delirious did not age well because, like, Eddie Murphy dresses up as, you know, a leather daddy and just, like, makes fun of faggots for 20 minutes. And it's funny because they're gay people. Like, that's... That yeah, is the, that's the butt of the joke. That is the butt of the joke of 20% of the entire hour. Yep. Like, and Bill Cosby's, like, even going back and watching it, Cosby's special aged uniquely well in the sense that, you know... Prior Carlin, not to discount what they did for comedy, they did more for the art form than anyone ever did. But a lot of their jokes are time period specific. But some of their jokes are time period specific, but also, like, the stuff that they inspired the rest of comedy to do has been aped so much. And Cosby wasn't... You know, people didn't steal or take inspiration from Bill in the way that they took from George yeah. and Rich. Like Yelling about politics was something that, that, that George... Uh, yeah. really brought up to the forefront. Yeah. And that's an awful lot of what's going on now. Yeah. But, like, you know, I loved Cosby when I was a kid. When I was in high school, like, old enough to have more of a sense of humor. Like, you know, my dad loved the Chappelle show when he was, uh, when it was on. And so he showed me, like, some Chappelle stuff that I later Googled and got into. Um, I, my first sketch show was Monty Python's Flying Circus because uh, everybody, like, Everyone who has nerdy parents who quote the Holy Grail until it it's is not an funny anymore. The movie sucks now because everyone has raped. No, it. it does not. That's what happened to the Princess Bride. No, no. People who quote the Holy Grail have raped the movie. Uh, I will stand by that. That movie doesn't make me laugh anymore because everyone has ruined it. Uh, it is still. That's why Life of Brian. I haven't. Life of Brian was weird. That's why Life of Brian to me is the funniest thing in the world because it is Monty Python's humor and so dense with jokes. I don't... But people haven't ruined it. It doesn't... It's not... I don't find it that funny. I really don't. Nah, you're a Liberty Boy. That's, that's part of it. <laughs> What's that mean? I mean, it's all about, you know, Jesus the Messiah. Right. I have no problem with religion humor. I just don't... I don't think I get a lot of the... British humor is a little weird for me. Like, the Holy Grail was absurdly hilarious, but the meaning of life was pretty funny. I don't. I have a hard time with the with the style of humor specifically in Life of Brian. Yeah, like for me, the Holy Grail, just like you know, episodes of Star Trek, has been tarnished by nerds who care too much. Uh, like, you, you know, I've gotten overexposed overexposed to how great it is, so it's not funny anymore. 
But Life of Brian. Life of Brian and Airplane to me are the two funniest movies ever made. Airplane, yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. Airplane is fucking That movie could not come out now. Yeah, I know it couldn't. But, oh man, is it hilarious. But how I got into comedy. So Cosby, then Chappelle. I found Louie by myself. Oh boy. Everyone that I liked back in the day has now become proven to be terrible, except Chappelle. But uh, then, like, I got to college. I became good friends with uh, a guy in my section and band. His name is A.T. St. John. And uh, it's going to be disjointed because I bet I said tidbits of this shit right. before we lost the, the file. But I uh, became good friends with this guy in my band section. And there was a band trip where it was in New York. And uh, we had to be up at 3 the next morning, so some people just pulled all nighters. And I was in the hotel lobby having some fun with whoever else. And then... AT and some boys come back and I was like oh where'd y'all go and he's like oh I just did stand up comedy The Laughing Buddha I was like holy shit like this form that I have enjoyed from a distance is now on my doorstep like someone I know has done it Yeah. so I told myself I was like I'm gonna do stand up comedy one day cause I'm the type of guy you know my best friends aren't people who talk about legitimate shit together like I've been on like debate teams model event teams like the discussions about real issues or like people guiding me through hard shit is not the most fun I've ever had. The most fun I've ever had is just riffing off people and wasting time making each other laugh. Yep. <clears throat> and I loved him for that reason. And knowing that he did stand up, I was like, okay, if that's the type of friends I enjoy the most and he does stand up, like I should probably do it at some point. Now I said something I didn't understand back then, which was, yeah, oh shit, you did stand up, like. You know, before you graduate, like, let's do a duet on stage. Uh, I had no idea how fucking stupid it, that was. The fact that you call it a duet just hurts me in this. I was a musician! Fuck! It was awful that I said that. In retrospect, I was like, that's why he never told me where he did comedy. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, like, I wore him down and, like, figured out that's not how it happens. Yeah. Because I started watching more stand-up knowing that he did it. And, uh... Like, at his, you know, his last semester, we started doing stand-up comedy nights at my apartment where we would do, like, every Thursday, which is, like, you know, it's a drinking night at UVA. There's, like, a bar special that we all like to go to. But every Thursday before, like, we'd watch a stand-up, we'd watch a comedy special because I had a bunch of friends who didn't know each other. But I was, like, everyone loves drinking and laughing. Yeah. Let's combine those. And I'll pick a new special. Like, the first one was when either the Louis 2017 or the new Chappelle's came out. Like, when Chappelle made his comeback, I think that was the first one we did. That got me, like, addicted to the art form. Like, I had enjoyed it. But that got me, like, addicted to it. And then in the back of the mind, there was always, like, yo, AT does it. Like, you dared yourself to do it at one point. And so I shook the, the you know, the dumb duet thing off of my shoulders. Because I realized that was, that's not how it's ever going to be. But then I went, I finally, you know, finally he caved and told me where he was doing comedy. And then I showed up to the Open at the Southern. I don't even know if it was Mondays back then. Like, I think it was a Thursday. But uh, he caved, and we went to the Southern, and I signed up and got a little too drunk. But went up, did my best, and I had a combination of beginner's luck and some genuinely funny stuff. Like, it did enough where I was. I watched the recording the next day. I was like, I will do this again. I've noticed, like, like some of my earlier stuff does matter. Like, the whole Charlottesville thing was the first bit I ever had. Really, I, I do love that one. Right, it's one of the better ones. And, like, a whole bunch of the stuff I wrote after that was just horrible. 
And like, I keep it like a lot of my original stuff is still some of my better stuff, which I feel like is really weird. Yeah. Like my worst set of all time was my second set. Yeah. That seems to be what happens to a lot of people. Like I've had plenty that are almost exactly that bad. Like I've had three or four. One was that night where I tried to crowd work like that black mother. Oh man. She was like the only audience member and when then you did like, like thirteen at the Southern because you were closing it out. There's one of them. Yeah, one time closing at the Southern was terrible. Crowd working her was I don't think that was the night I did thirteen. That was just like me trying to crowd work and it was the yeah. worst thing possible. Uh, the Southern has turned more into a hang for me than it has like a place to legitimately see what what. That's what why I get blasted like. when I bomb. I'm like I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, I care more about snowing in space and brothers uh, and stuff like that. I cared a lot about brothers until I did horribly there with material that I thought was definitely good. Yeah. Like I don't know if it was. It might depend on the night. I've, I only had the one time and that was a lot of fun. It was a very weird night that night. Everyone kind of bombed. There, it was okay. an open, but only seven comics came, and everyone yeah. got fifteen. Like, That's and so Cantrell, like, love you, buddy, but you gotta stop, like, taking up space, like, between a bunch of comics. Like, mm. you know, bring bring the bring the tempo back up. Like, sometimes it works. Like, and that's good. But at one point, he like read off an Onion article that he found was oh, funny. Boy. And I was like, you are just, like, burning time that, that, at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's a little painful. Like, you don't have to extend the show. Yeah. As a host, like, it's about momentum. I haven't told you about the worst comedy experience I ever had. It had nothing to do with my set. It had to do with the venue owner. It was this place, it's, it's, I'm not going to name it, but it's the only comedy club in New Hampshire. There's only one. Uh, there, there's a place that does comedy weekly that's like a regular room yeah. but it's not like the building isn't a designated comedy club this place is a designated comedy club and they have an open mic uh, once a week and I decided to go to it one time so I'm like why not I'll try it out because uh, there's only there's only one that was in, within realistic driving distance of me so I get there and the host uh, does not even shake your hand when you go there uh, I'm like hey I'm checking in I, I messaged you a spot he goes yeah okay and that was it and, and and I have nothing against cigars or people who smoke cigars, but watching this guy with his like pointy, like douchey hunter sunglasses, just sitting out there on on, on the porch, just puffing at a cigar, like yeah, okay, I like was reminded of all of the like the the the, the worst, uh, like the worst baby boomer male stereotypes all shoved into one person. A host should not remind you of a bouncer. Whose time has passed? He, yeah, that's what you're. That's a good description. But he's also the owner of the club, uh, and he does headline sets there all the time. Is he funny? No, that's oh. the best part. He's got some stuff that works, but like he did comedy around the state for a good little while, and he's acting like he he, he gets up uh, to start the mic, and he does fifteen minutes, most of which is about this supervillain he made up called El Fapo. El Fapo? El Fapo. That's it. That's the whole thing. Like, like Fap, like masturbate? Yes, that's what it was. Where he just, like, mimed it at a bunch of the people in the crowd. Yo, 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 pull over. I'm just I'm just going to shoot myself. <laughs> it was, like, 15 minutes of it. And it was just like, oh, will you this end, please? And then he gets the first comic up, and then each comic gets five. Then he does eight between everyone else's set. More about El Fapo, and then just trashes whoever was on stage. Like, brutally. And he, the best part... How long is a night if he does eight between everybody? 
it, it was pretty. It was only like five people there. Cause so so he, he doesn't like people that are open micers. He likes people that take his class because he he teaches a class for like hundred and eighty dollars, and he brings in professional help, which is usually like the, some of the better open micers in the area, and everyone gets like a graduation set, and it's all bad. These people improve not even a little bit. It's, it's this horrible, disgusting environment of nonsense. With it was this giant, like, massive ego stroke. He does this thing, like, uh, he'll do a two-hour-long state-of-the-city address. Rochester is about the size of, like, Palmyra. It's like that. It's this tiny little little town city. He does a state-of-the-city where he goes up in just two hours where he just does stupid jokes about what's going on in the town of Rochester. God damn it. I got hiccups, so I'm trying to hold my breath as long <laughs> as I can. It's, I, it's just, I, I hated it. So, and I went back to the regular open mic, and I'm like, have any of you guys done blah, blah, blah's room? And they're like, oh, I hate that guy. I'm like, okay, so it's not and just And you feel like you broke out of prison, because yeah. you like, you, you can't talk in that room and be like, this fucking, this house is yeah. terrible. He, uh... He used to run a mic before he bought the club called, uh, I'm not going to say it, but it was, it was an open mic. It was in the basement of a bar where there was like a pool table and a TV and he sort of brought like a microphone and a piano. It was this horrible, should not have been having comedy there. This is this mistake of a room. And what they said is it used to be the punishment. It's like they would have to, like whoever did worse that week would have to go to that one. Dude, comedy called the punishment sounds like the first open mic Angel Metro would actually do. <laughs> I love Angel. I want her to do a set. Angel's great. I, f- I feel like she's got so much built up at this point that she could probably do really well. No, no. If, if there's a night where... She should just go up and roast everyone. If there's a night where there's only comedians there, like... Yeah. I, I want Angel to time. roast all of us. That would yep. that would make my day. I've told I've told her to do several... Okay, fuck. I'm going to make you... I'm going to, like, contribute, like, two more things. Then I'm going to do this trick my mom taught about Kieran Hiccups where you hyperventilate like a fuck okay. for, like, a minute and a half. And then you hold... Hold your breath for an embarrassing amount of time. So I'm going to ask you the how you got in the comedy story. All right. While I'm over here, like, trying to burp as hard as I can. <laughs> Motherfucker. Anyways, but, like, with Angel, uh, like, I've been t- telling her, like, a couple, a couple of times, like, she'll roast us while we're on stage, like, a little bit. Yeah. Especially if it's dead. And uh, uh, I was like, girl, you should get, get up there, like, once. She's like, I'm not funny. I'm like, you're making us laugh. She's like... You just think I'm, laugh it, it, it was like stage. it was like you just think I'm funny because I'm cute, and then my return and then my return to that was, well, I mean that's fine. You just think I'm cute because I'm funny, <laughs> even though she would she would never that's she would never get with me. But I was like, I gotta do this line when I can. Yep. All right, Colby Knight. I have the hiccups, and I'm gonna fucking hurl if this goes any longer. I'm 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 in pain. So I'm going to ask you a question that takes 25 minutes to answer. How did you decide, you know, how did, how did you get into stand-up? What led up to that? Like, the same shit that I answered. Sure. Now I'm going to do my fucking best not to fucking vomit. All right. So, I got into stand I, uh... Oh, boy. I mean, it starts started when I was really young. My, my dad and I's... Our big bonding thing was humor, comedy, laughing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I I want to say the first one I ever really got into was, of all things, Jeff Dunham, which I know sounds horrible now that I've realized is how god-awful he was and is, uh, but I always liked the stuff he did before he brought out the dummies. He, like, he had a 
really know what stand-up was for a long time. And then I had seen a quote-unquote comedian on America's Got Talent, and I thought, this is some of the worst garbage I have ever seen in my life. So I, I wanted to look up, I was like, alright, best stand-up comedy ever. And what came up was George Carlin's bit about airplanes. And, uh, like, about, like, the airlines and the language they use and all that stuff. And, I mean, it had me in absolute tears. Uh, that, was, that was about seventh grade. Uh, shortly after that, I got introduced to Jim Gaffigan, fell in love with Jim Gaffigan. Uh, there is this Christian comedian, Tim Hawkins, who, believe it or not, hilarious guy. I, I like him a lot. Uh, and then, I mean, I got into Louie. I got into, I mean, uh, who else was I really into that? There's, this, there's a guy from New England named, uh, called Bob Marley. Was a comedian. He's from Maine. Super funny guy. Uh, but I mean, I, I just got way, way into it. And my family used to go camping, so like my dad and I would be driving back and forth for hours and hours on end, and we'd just listen to different stand-up albums. And it became, oh, I said a really good relationship with him. So that was something that meant a lot to me. Uh, but I mean, more than that, I never really had friends for a lot of my young life. I was a weird kid. So, I didn't really get along with a lot of people in my elementary school. I, like, I, I vaguely had friends, but it was sort of like this tentative thing where you hang out with a kid you don't like, as a charity thing. Uh, and in elementary school, I did right as I was starting to sort of, almost sort of break into a, a little bit of a group. And then I switched schools. Uh, I went to Academy for Science and Design in Nashua. Shout out. Well, it was in Merrimack at the time, but that doesn't matter. It was, a, it was a nerd school, it was a science and math tech-oriented school. So it was a whole bunch of nerds. So th there weren't really friend groups necessarily. But, I mean, people had, like, their, their people that they hung out with all the time. And I didn't really have that. Uh, but we were all kind of new, so that didn't really exist. But the people that I would have hung out with all kind of left. Because, I mean, people would drop out progressively more and more as the years went on. I went from a class of about 100 to a class of about 30 when I graduated. Uh, which was crazy, uh, but I, I didn't really, I was never, I was friends with everybody, which meant I wasn't friends with anybody, like, I didn't have anyone I could, I would see all the time and hang out with all the time, and, like, who I was really close with, uh, it just kind of got to me, but, I mean, my whole life, I, 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 I just, all I wanted was for people my age to like me, I, I was great friends with adults, teachers loved me, my parents' friends loved me, Everyone older than me loved me, but I never connected with my own age group. Uh, and then, not not on a on a on the level I wanted to, anyways. But then, high school ended, uh, and I went to college. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is how I'm gonna meet like the marshal to my TED. This is how I'm gonna meet my uh, my group, like the people that I hang out with for the rest of my life. It's gonna be great. And I met those people. I met uh, Nathan Reese, David Osika, Brittany Young, and Nadia Prince. Three fucking minutes. It's over? Let us go. Three minutes of breath. Uh, yeah, no, Colby's not a loser. I'm not sitting here aghast at his, and then I tied, <laughs> and then I tied an onion to my belt like Abe Simpson bullshit. <laughs> I have enjoyed this story twice tonight. No, I was enjoying it, but my hiccups are gone. Good. If the people at home want to know the remedy, it's a hyperventilate to expand your expand your lungs breathe a big fucking chunk in then hold it as long as you can then time it to you know jerk off on your friends for oh. holding your breath longer like like a 10 year old at the swimming pool alright oh, anyways like Colby's telling a great story uh, and now I can be responsive there we go uh, let me see where was I mean, I mean 
the one thing, the one group of people I did start, I had I have a lot of connections with. I did. I, I always like girls better than guys because you can't have an emotional connection with guys. It's, at least, I, that's a generalization. Yeah. But it's a pretty true one. Because every guy is like, duh, he's football, or like, call it video games. Yeah, there's no, no, it, there's it, no It's like death. every time you see each other, you do like a bro handshake and like a bro hug. Yeah. And then y'all are in the same room as each other doing something fun that involves no interaction. Yeah. And then it ends. Yep. You do the bro shake and then nothing like ever again. And I've always been down for talking about anything and everything, all the crazy stuff, all the details. So that's why I was mostly friends with girls. Uh, when I did have friends, but <laughs> to the biggest thing, the more well, like, the more I realized, a lot of it was just they were in a bad place, and I was a platonic boyfriend for them until they felt better about their lives, and then I never heard from them again. Uh, I did do some 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 sketchy, dirty off. I was I was I was a garbage human for a good long while, uh, an absolute turd bag. It was it was rough. It was really bad. Uh, but I mean, I thank. Really, the, I had to thank uh, my fiance for that. Uh, once I realized I had somebody that I, I, I really was so in love with, I couldn't hurt. I, I realized I had to change who I was. I had a really bad chronic lying problem. Uh, it was bad, and, and I, she helped make me realize that I had to change, and that was it was enough of a motivation for me. Colby, I never realized how much I meant to you. <laughs> Damn it, Winston! Stop mind controlling. <laughs> our, uh, Get out of the car, Winston. Our used toothbrush. You're ruining the podcast. <laughs> um, slather me, yeah. with, slather me with Colgate, and put me <laughs> back in the fucking tube. <laughs> Why are you going back in the tube? Oh, like the little holder thing? No, yeah, yeah. That, that little like plastic cylinder you put a toothbrush in if okay. you're like going on an airplane or something. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, so I got to college. I had my friend group. It was great. I saw them all almost every day. And then they all, one by one, left, except for Nadia, but she's a like a biochem major, so she has no time for breathing, let alone anything else. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm alone now. And I, mean, I made other friends, but there was weird stuff that happened. And it's like, I can't... I talk to people about it now, they're like, oh, just, just find someone else. I'm like, I, I'm almost done. I, I can't go through the effort of forming that kind of a connection with another person. Because I know it's going to end. Because it always ends. Nothing lasts. And it sucks. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always had trouble with really, people my age. And that, like Christina said that I con- converse on a 30-year-old level. Is which, she older? Christina, yeah. She's like 27, I want to say. Oh, nice. She was married for a good long while before she got into stand-up. Ran into you. Yeah, no, 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 wait, 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 oh, wait, who are we talking about? Christina Montori. Oh, fuck. I thought we were still talking about your fiancé. No, no. Fiancé's Danielle. Christina is weather girl who does no, Is your fiancé older? N- uh, no, she's a couple months younger. Her birthday's in Okay, okay, because when I asked that question and, like, missed the Christina part, I was thinking, like, your fiancé was 27. No, and no. And divorced. No. I was like, wow, for a Liberty boy, you're, uh... <laughs> you're, no. you're... You're, uh, you're more into leather than I thought. Into leather. Uh, but yeah, so... I remember my best friend and, and old roommate, Nathan. We would, we would be driving around all the time. Uh, and we'd be like 
saying stuff and telling stories, and it, it was what I now realize was a rudimentary form of running bits by each other. Yeah. Uh, which is something we like to do. We always like to make each other laugh, like to be fun. We all, we listen to a lot of comedy. Got to the point where by the time I had graduated high school, uh, over half of my music library was comedy, and I had about three thousand regular songs. So that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, maybe, maybe I don't know. And I always had it in the back of my mind that I feel I felt like I'd be good at it. Because I'm like, it's just a bunch of guys telling stories about their life in a Bailey cohesive format. And I thought that was all it was. And I, I had funny stuff I had thought about about my life, and I had it written down for, like, two years. And then at the end of last school year, which was spring of 2018, uh, I got, I was trying to finish my commercial pilot certificate, and the FAA was dragging, and the school was dragging, so I got stuck in Virginia for a month and almost two weeks after the semester ended. I was I got kicked out of my door on May 6th and I didn't got to get to go home until June 16th. So I had all this time where I didn't know what to do. So I lived at my friend David's house, one of the, one of my friend group who ended up leaving. And uh, I caked his guest room with semen. <laughs> I did not do that. Take, but take, take a black light in there. It's like the <laughs> it's, it's like new wallpaper. <laughs> oh yeah, there's been enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I was living there for so long, and I, I didn't have anything to do. I had no school, I had no work, I had no structure to my life whatsoever. So I, I, my sleep had no no semblance of order to it. My eating had no semblance of order to it. I was just, I was just sleep when I had to, eat when I needed to. Just that was it. I was, I, I watched like five TV shows because I had nothing to do with myself for so long. Um, and uh, that was when I started watching Crashing, which was Pete Holmes' show. Watch it; it's great. Uh, but it was a show about him getting into is comedy. Pete, is Pete Holmes the one who's um? This party is McDonald's. Yeah, that's Pete. I love that bit so much. I love everything. I, he's one of my favorites. I, his joke writing isn't like prolific in any way, but he has a very positive energy, which is something I feel like. No, I no, have. no. Like, like his joke writing to me is like. I'm gonna go ahead and say his joke writing is second tier compared to like other people. With yeah, shows yeah. And stuff. But his but his energy is amazing. Absolutely. Like in ter- in terms of like yep. you know having a like having a drink with him and friends of mine that aren't co- comedians. Yeah. Like I would put him near the top of the list. Oh Like yeah. if I didn't have a drink with a comedian, but I also had to bring my friends who don't care. Yeah. I'd bring Pete Holmes. Yep. He uh, absolutely hilarious. I, I, I always love his energy. His subway bit gets me every time because I hate subway. We'll listen to that one later. Uh, but it was, it was his show about... It was a loose bi- autobiography about how he got into comedy. Uh, he went to a Christian college, Gordon College. Same one my mom went to, actually. Uh, I know. They miss each other, though. He's younger. Um, but, I, I mean, I was watching the show. I was like... Especially watching some of the bombing scenes. I'm like, oh, if this Jagoff can do it, uh, I probably could. And then... I, I don't know how I found it, but I heard about the open mic at the Southern, and I decided to go, because I'm like, oh, this will be great. Uh, it was the one that Winston was hosting, uh, and it was May 24th of 2018, <clears throat> and I went, and I had no notes, and about 20 seconds in, I forgot my premises. I've, I didn't have punchlines because I didn't think that was a thing. I just thought you said vaguely funny stuff. Uh, and, I mean, it, it tanked. I even forgot half of, like, half... I would get halfway through a premise and I'd forget the rest of the premise. Uh-huh. 
it was so bad. It was so unbelievably horrible. Uh, I left early. I was ashamed to be alive. And the masochistic side of me said, I need to do that again. And so I went to the Richmond Funny Bone open mic. It was my second ever open mic. Uh, that one was a lot of fun, hosted by Liz Carr. I did all right. I did, like, my Walmart bit, uh, the Charlottesville bit. I, like... That was some of the better than it was a little Char- bit. Charlottesville may be my favorite thing that you do. It's great, right? But, like, like because it is a funny joke and it sounds like it's true. It is true. It's like, a like, real place. It is, so it is true. And even if it wasn't, it still sounds like it's true. You know, it's not yeah. something like I obviously made this up. No, that's a very real place. I have like, pictures it, of the road. Yeah, and it's a very real joke. But also, like, you're a goofy looking dude. <laughs> You're you're like a goofy looking but pleasing bastardization of what a human being is supposed to like look like. Like Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. And Charlottesville is a goofy sounding bastardization of a real town. It really is like my signature bit. And at so this it point. fits that you're the one telling the joke as yeah. well as it being a good joke. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that was one of the first ones I had, and it stuck with me ever since. It's probably going to be a forever one. That's, it's just so funny. It's a very real place, and it sucks. It's so bad. That's when you start seeing the spray paint repent on the side of barns. That's what you when you're coming down from Penn, that part of Pennsylvania, you cross the Mason-Dixon line and it gets prettier and more civilized. Oh. I'm not even joking. Oh. It's that bad. It, it it's I, I don't have words. I do not have words to describe just what a dump that whole part of the country is. My dad's like it's the it's the heartland of the country. I'm like no, it's the jock. Jock itch armpit fungus of the country is what it is. If that's the heartland of the country, we have some pulmonary issues. If that's the heartland of the country, the country is is Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Wait. Oh, that that's like a triple entendre. (laughs) Because he had heart issues and also uh, I forgot the other two. Ruined the country. Yeah, yeah. Ruined the. Fuck it. Like. Scratch that. Oh, we we almost had to bleep out my friend's name from the last half. Let's bleep out that joke because that bombed. (laughs) Literally, we're getting pulled over right now by the police (laughs) because that sucks so bad. They heard it and they're like, we must go. They're like, hey, uh, we understand that someone in this car is slow. (laughs) Not going too slow, just fucking slow. Have you you heard Johnny, Johnny Camacho's bit about Mac and Bob's? When was the last time I even saw Camacho? I, I don't know. It's been a while. But he has this whole thing about Mac and Bob's in Salem, Virginia. And we're about to, we're going to drive by it at some point here. I didn't know if you remembered it at all. But yeah, shout out Johnny. We're going to drive by Mac and Bob's tonight. He, he talks about it. It's like a, their signature dish is like fried chicken calzone with a, like a gallon of ranch. Which is fitting because the only two options in Salem are keep driving or die there. <laughs> which, if you've ever been that is there, great. is creepily accurate. No, I think the last time I saw Camacho was uh, when he, you know how he plays that character sometimes where he's a the German, German psychologist? The German oh, psychologist. Yeah. He fucking turns his back to the audience. Yeah. That was so great. And he touches like, the wall and like, be quiet, I'm feeling the room. Yeah. And no one ever gets that joke. But oh, no, I howled when I first okay, saw that. Glad. And also, like, um, I think I had seen him once before, so I was like, Hey, Johnny Camacho, I remember this guy. I remember, like, liking something that he did. Like, maybe I heard the Calzone, but the last time, I'm not sure. But, like, he did regular stand-up yeah. the first time I saw him. But I was drunk as shit that night. And there's a theme, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I go to the Southern, and I get drunk, and then I do poorly. And then I remember one thing that makes me laugh that someone else did. Yeah. Repeat every Monday. And then Winston calls me some form of piece of shit. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but, like, <clears throat> I saw... I, I had remembered Camacho. I was like, I remember this guy made me laugh. I don't remember what he did. 
they did his German character thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, did he do this last time? I don't remember if this is what he actually sounds like or not. So I was actually double sold as it as oh, in like a yeah. fresh audience member, like someone who enjoys comedy and remembered that I had enjoyed him, but also sold as like a dumb drunk audience member being like, oh wait a minute, is this guy actually like this? Yeah, this type of German. No, he's not. So it was a very special night for me. I That's laughed. great. I laughed as if it was real. That's good. Instead of as a character, so yeah. like I have, I, I, I hate it when bits like that go unnoticed. Like like. The first time I heard Paget's Micah trilogy, he says, he says uh, I was driving through the neighborhood and I saw a sign that said, Drive like your kids live here. Drive like your kids, li- so, drive like your kids live here. So I Mad Max the fuck out of that neighborhood. <laughs> Micah will never find me. Yeah. He's yeah. fat and has too many allergies. Yeah. And and that's the important, because then, like, 10 minutes later, he just said Abdullah's room. He goes, uh, So uh, how about those airline peanuts, huh? You feed them to your son and he dies. What's up with that? <laughs> and no one there got it. I was the only person I was outside. Yeah, you should just and say I your son. Choking. You should just say your son Micah. That would fix it right there. Like the callback. My yeah. son is allergic to shit, but like Micah, like the name will associate like associate a memory. I'm about, I'm trying, I, I really want him to get that bit to a place where, where people get it because it's one of my favorite callbacks of all comedy history. I want to do Abdullah's room, but he, I think he, it was after the College Inn show. It was rough last time. Well, it but but, but really, also it was really after really the rough. College Inn show, and it was right when Winston was saying that I was good at booking, but I was an objectively terrible comedian. Like, he was like, you aren't funny, and you may never be, but you knew how to get people into that room. I was like, I'm not even sure this is a compliment. Like, <laughs> like this is a double-edged sword, and one of them is going straight up my ass <laughs> and is, like, covered in ants. I, like, I, this I, is unpleasant. I don't mean to be dismissive, but I don't, I'm, I don't think he meant it as bad as, as that sounds. Oh, no, yeah, but he was like, you're object... Like, he said the words, you're an objectively terrible comedian. I was like, great. And then during this conversation, Abdullah was like, no, but tonight was fun. Like, you know, we picked it back up, and minus thing that happened at the end like it was great so like, you should do uh like you should do my my room sometimes and then i think i insulted him because i was angry at what winston had said i was like yeah maybe i should produce it but do no time which is like me being mad at winston but also me telling like maybe i should run your show abdullah which is like right. not what i should have said yeah and it's not what i meant because he doesn't produce a bad show right i was just like Trying, was, I was trying to dead leg Winston for being like, yeah. for saying that I suck by saying like, oh, I'll advertise your show and I'll book it, but I can't get near the mic because apparently right. I suck. But really, I had to dead leg myself. Yeah. So I have been invited to do a Charlottesville showcase and I torpedoed that shit by oh. just being fucking That's sad. That's a tough room because like when, when, when he did it with, uh, uh, with Winston headlining, no, sorry, Paige headlining and he had... John Marge and Sam and all those and all those guys. It was great. Everyone lasted everything. Abdullah stuff did well. It was fun. Yeah. The one that I did, the Chris headlined, was rough. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. I think I think the problem is not Abdullah as a host. The problem yeah. is Wednesday and paid room. Like I'm, I don't want to say rolling the dice, but like I'm, uh, I'm underselling. Yeah. With the collagen being free. But I know that a lot of the, like, Seville Comedy Southern fans won't come to the corner. Uh-huh. And I know that the university students, like, aren't fucking with comedy quite as strong as the town of Charlottesville. Right. So, um, 
I was like, ah, let's make it free because I would rather it, you know, I would rather it just have a bunch of people and kill and skim a little bit and, and you know, just get whatever money I get from it. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, I have my performer's fee where, you know, they'll get a dollar a minute, which is, yeah. it's not handsome, but, like, outside of a club, like, I think that's okay. Like, I think yeah. that's good. Like, if someone headlines, they do 30 plus and they get... 40 bucks like yeah i think that's adequate like, absolutely even though you know if you're if you're like featuring at kazi's for a weekend like you know you might make a clean 200 like i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about i heard kazi doesn't pay that much yeah but i like, also don't know how i feel about kazi's they let there's this guy jerry halliday who does uh he does puppets not ventriloquism but just puppets mm -hmm. and winston told some of this when i had i dinner with him once and uh he, this guy, he has, this, he has this one puppet that is every single horrible stereotype about black women, and it's called Sista Girl. Uh. This is a 45-year-old white dude who has this puppet, and I watched the performance, and it's just the most horrible, racist, vile crap. And then he has a new one that he's introducing called Twinkie, and it's, it's every single bad gay stereotype in a puppet with pink hair. And I'm just like, how is this place open after they have him there for a headline set? Yeah, really. What is that? Talk about Kate Carroll boycotting shit. Oh like, man, I know. She'd set the building on fire. I was, I was, I was <clears throat> mortified, and I go to Liberty University. Yeah, but like Abdullah, like Ab Abdullah doesn't have to fix anything about what he does once he takes the mic. He has to like. He has to make it not cost money on a weeknight. Yeah. On the corner. Like, I just don't think that'll fly. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. more competent. Like, I've negotiated with the college in. Like, I get a performer's fee. I, you know, it, it, I get... I don't want to say the numbers. They might get pissed off about that. But, like, I get to pay a little bit more than a dollar a minute no matter what happens. Like, yeah. I get a fee that's not a whole lot. Because I don't care myself if I make money. I feel like I deserve to. But if the show, you know being paid and no one shows up versus it's free and everyone shows up like that matters more to me than if I walk away with 50 bucks yeah so you know for me it's like if I have a thing with them the comedians will get a dollar a minute like minimum and sound guy JR gets paid um and then I pass you know I feed the comics jar around and I take all that yep. like I take the tip jar for the comics but they all get paid like market rate or whatever sure regardless of what the fuck happens yeah so like that's my thing and but I keep the show free and a bunch of people well I talk as if I'm doing this for years I did it once <laughs> I'm doing it again in two days but like it feel like in my head that works yeah. well yeah and I feel like Abdullah's gotten the idea with like you can't make it five bucks on a Wednesday yep that's what he said because last I think he said he the next free. one I think the next one is free like, I think I looked at the thing and it shows up as free. It's a bummer, because uh, the people who were there, there, there weren't that many of them, but they just The comics he books are excellent. Yeah. And they, sometimes, they, and sometimes they aren't even, like, regular Seville or Richmond people. Chris, like, was in a, Chris had a lull through the whole middle third of his set. Chris Allen, who opened for Amy Schumer. He opened for Schumer? Yeah. Have you I, heard about this? No, I, I know he opened for uh, Hannibal. I, get, I forgot about Schumer. I heard about Schumer. 
Now that you say it, I'm If you listen to it. Ken Edwards has a podcast, and Chris did an episode of it where he tells you the whole oh, story. Oh, I know Ken Edwards has a podcast. <laughs> I fucking know Ken Edwards has a podcast. <laughs> because it was the first or second, speaking of a dueler show, it was the first or second show, and Winston was doing the last, uh, he was headlining, it was like the first one. <clears throat> and he was doing a podcast with Ken. And he ordered some food because there was a comics discount. And I actually have a joke about this because he ordered, like, an appetizer. It turned out to be the worst thing I've ever seen. It was, like, hot crackers that you could what is dip. A, hot crackers sounds like a lineup of dip, a comedy showcase. That you, could, that you could dip in, like, cheesy tomato soup. Oh. I was like, motherfucker, that's just crackers. He's hot like, yeah. crackers, that's... No, yeah, but but that, I was like, but I was like, dude, this appetizer is just crackers. He's like, yeah, but they're warm. I was like, that is the most broke bachelor thing I've ever heard. That sounds like my Tinder bio line. Yeah, hot but like, cracker. but like, he ate half of them. I was like, oh, this is depressing. He didn't, he didn't even eat half of this terrible appetizer. He's like, I'm gonna order the cheapest thing in a minute. He didn't even finish half of it. I was like, fuck this. And so he left. I didn't know where he went. And he, I didn't know. No, no, I'm gonna tell the story from this point of view. And so, like, they were getting cold, and so I walk outside where he and Ken Edwards are sitting, talking to a phone. I don't know what they're doing. And I was like, hey, faggot, you gonna finish your fucking crackers? They were recording a podcast. <laughs> Is it on the episode? <clears throat> yes. I oh. found it and listened to it. I'm gonna have to listen to it again. I don't remember that. I it was to the that first episode. episode Ken had done in two fucking years. <laughs> and you could hear me be like, hey, faggot! And then Winston was like, that's local homophobe David McCauley, everyone. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, that's David. It was like, that's local homophobe David McCauley. Oh, that's His awesome. Instagram is at dmccauley01. <laughs> his Twitter is at dmccauley01. Follow him. Tell him what you think about his comments. That's amazing. Local homophobe David McCauley. And I'm like, God damn it. That ended it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's so and, good. And, and I was like... Ken, are you going to bleep that? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, guys. Ken is a bit resisty, Edward. He's afraid of nothing. Yeah, no, I... Which Chris did give him the okay for, by the way. Oh, one black guy said it was okay? Yeah, well, so, do you, I don't know how much you know about that bit. Have you heard it before? The one about him in New York? No, With no. the guy doing heroin? Oh, it's this <coughs> whole thing. Uh, well, that was what the guy told him to call him, and they were at high. And that was, he's like, okay, he told me to call him that. And when he originated the bit, he would say it, it was like every other, every third word. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> one point, Chris is like, "You say it once at the punchline, and that's all. That's okay." <laughs> and he went with it, and it worked, and it's hilarious. It's a great bit. If you ever end up seeing it, oh, dude, no, it's really good. funny. That's good. Where Chris is like, like Chris, Chris knows when to. Oh yeah, like I said, Chris is the most reasonable human being. Wait a minute, no, 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 no. The half of this podcast that we. Kept. Has <laughs> the 20 minutes of you sucking Chris's dick. Okay. And me being okay with it and also agreeing that he's cool, but it went on for way too long. <laughs> Chris doesn't matter anymore. All right. Uh, but, you know, he, one of the also, episodes. Also, let's check and see if we're still recording. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. No, we are. Uh, Chris's episode of Ken's podcast, he, he talks about the whole story and it's insane. Yeah. Really cool listen. Uh, it's anyways, called, like, I can't remember what it's called. Let's get to the point is what it's called. Chris's podcast? Yeah, no, no. Uh, or Ken's. Ken's. Yeah, yeah, because Chris is Negro, please. I yeah. Think. Oh. It, it sounds like a really cool experience. Yeah. Because he, he wasn't planning on it. What, saying he, the he, N-word? No, no. Saying the N-word sounds like a really cool experience. I want the pass, man. I almost got, I got the minority head nod a little while ago. But really? I was like, oh, what? All what right. What do you mean minority head nod? Like, you know, like, like, like the... 
you think the thing you do when you're walking by on the street? The... Well, that's like up if up if you know them, down if you don't. That's just men. Is that a thing? Yeah, I've yeah. Heard, I've up, heard up, is up, a up, thing. The, yeah, that, that's the rule when men nod at each other. Like when you make eye contact with another man walking opposite directions on the sidewalk, it's you nod up if you know them and down if you don't. Like that's the rule. Huh. I, went to, I went to an all-boys school. Got railed all the time. I know this shit. Weird. But, uh... Holy shit. Oh, I almost got one. Alright, oh, this is a fun story. Uh, I came close. So, alright, this is back before I got into comedy. Um, some of my friends and I, like, my, my old my friend Nathan had never had a churro before. It's so, like, our whole friend group of Liberty students, I was like, Let, let's find churros. And they're like, sure. And so, like, eight people piled into my old car. Uh, I, I, love, I love taking, like like, weirdly large groups of people to drive throughs and shit. Like, that's so much fun to me. Well, this is better. I just typed in churros and hit go. And we wound up in this sketchiest-looking little Mexican place in Lynchburg, of all places. Uh, Delicious Cafe. It's not there anymore. Uh, but we wound up there, and it was, they had dollar churros and dollar tacos, and it was karaoke night. And we're like, we stumbled across a gem. And eventually, we convinced uh, the, the, this whole group of drunk what must have been a bachelorette party girls were up doing Barbie girl uh-huh. and we convinced my friend Sam to do the male part because they needed someone and it was amazing and then we convinced Nathan to do Shape of You which was awkward embarrassing and great and then so I was like cool but you're gonna do it now I'm like no no and like no you're gonna do it I'm like I would only do it if I had rap god <laughs> and not 10 seconds after I said that way outside the DJ's earshot I hear din 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 I'm like oh no Oh, no. All right. So I walk up, and it was a black guy running the carry, and he goes, you, you got this? I'm like, just, just, I nailed the whole song, the whole thing. And I get done. And the guy's like, this white guy, did it. I can't even know how, what, what, how, I can't believe this. It was my just screaming. What an impression, Colby. <laughs> It was great. It was you might as well have said the N-word with that Uncle Tom <laughs> shit you just pulled. Holy fuck. It was fuck. the proudest moment of my life. Yeah, we're getting pulled over again. <laughs> I earned that man's respect that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait a minute. There was supposed to be some structure to this podcast. <laughs> we, we still got 42 minutes. No. The, okay. So, we can answer one question. <laughs> well, the last two are, are, are really quick. Uh, but uh, let, let's switch over to comedians and cars getting angry, which you came up with. I will give you credit. Yep, uh, I, I came up with comedians and cars getting angry, and I also came up with getting angry. What drives you crazy? What is your biggest pet peeve? Are we talking in general? Yeah, just in general. Well, I've had fucking three hours thinking about this, and I can't, like, sift through it. Oh, my God. I know. It's a tough question. Uh, it doesn't have to be your biggest, but, like, a really good one that was a prominent one that bothers you often. Prominent pet peeve. Yep. Jesus Christ. You know what? No, no. Fill some time. I gotta. I gotta parse through some shit here. All right. This um, one's on you. Oh boy. I don't even know what to talk about right now. And that's what I do is never shut up. Yeah. Really. Love um, you, buddy. All right. Let me plug things that are gonna happen after, before this comes out. Got <laughs> college in Woo! on the 29th. Yeehaw, boys and girls. That's going to be fun. That's uh, the, the last thing I'm booked on as far as I know. Uh, oh, no. Thank, you, thank, thank, thank Colby's sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> he doesn't need them because he don't grow up there, but... 
I'm doing they, Starbucks. They fucking sponsor everyone. I don't know what to think about this. Uh, it's a, it's like America's Got Talent, and it's this thing that they do in Richmond, and it's like it's a little pub, and it's apparently it's not like standing room only, so it's like a packed room. Yeah. And I've looked at the lineup; it is all musicians and True. singers. Which means I'm probably going to be the only comedian, maybe the only comedian on the whole thing, but for sure the night that that I'm taping on, and it's going to be aired on TV on Richmond's NBC channel. Okay. And people are going to vote for who they liked that night. So the judges are going to determine who won the night, and people are going to vote for who they liked over the season. And uh, those people, like the top three, are going to get to to perform in the final round, to get a chance to have their performance recorded, like an actual like like theater. Okay, cool. I and and you can actually you win a thousand dollars if you win the night. Whoop. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Okay. That's almost as much as the fifteen dollars we could win tomorrow at Pro Renato. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I sent in for it. I'm like, why not? Uh, and apparently, I'm the, I'm the, I think I'm the only comedian that submitted to this at all. Whoop. So the, the, or, or maybe ooh. I, sure. I know. That's I'm like. I'm not this, sure which O word to put there. This could be amazing. Or it could be an absolute nightmare disaster. Yeah. And I have no idea what to think. No, it's on a Monday, so I'm going to miss the Southern on April 8th. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay. I mean, that's coming up. So, nice. if you're listening to this before that comes out, vote for me. Please. That would be amazing. Nice. Uh, all right. What, what, I, thought of, I thought of a peeve. Which is um, crazy. So, fake friends, but I'm going to take this further. I'm not just talking like, you know people who say they're going to come to your birthday bash and don't come to it. People say um, they're going to come to your college end show and don't show up. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's half of them. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm talking people who, like, you can see them behave entirely differently in and out of certain contexts. Interesting. Um, this is partly a band thing. Um, and I'm on good terms with this person right now, so it's going to be weird if she ever hears this, but this makes me mad. Um, when you're in a marching band at a D1 college with a big program, like, you work with these people during the fall between four and, like, 15 hours a week. Oh, boy. Depending on whether or not there's a game that week. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is very nearly a part-time job. Like, very close connection with a lot of these people. And this person, uh, treat, like, treats us like a friend, um, like, all the time. And shows up to, like, the band parties. But when it comes to, like, you know... We're both over 21. Like, when it comes to me texting other, like, especially people in my section, like, other band people who are, you know, of bars age to, like, come out to bars for a drink on, like, a night where there's not a band party. Like, none of them are weird about that. They don't all come out, but none of them are weird about that. Except for her. Like, she won't come, and she won't come out to that stuff. And then I've asked a couple other people, and they're like, oh, like, it's not a you thing. Like, we've never like been invited out with her like or anything like that weird like it's just kind of strange and this is a thing that happened um the 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 drunkest sloppiest most ratchet bar in Charlottesville is called Trinity um and (coughs) the third floor is like dance floor floor? dance floor is generous it's like two and a half but like the top floor dance floor is generous but like there is a DJ there's a part where you can get close to the DJ and, like, the floor is, like, you know, a foot higher than, like, the floor right behind it. Okay. Stuff. So, like, you know, the ceiling's a bit lower. Like, the bass hits a bit harder right there. Like, it's a bit of a dance floor. Like, that's where people go to grind if they can't get into a frat party or something. Gotcha. 
and uh, like running into fr- running into people that you know from class there can be kind of weird, and like you know running into a friend, no, no matter how well you know them, and trying to uh, initiate conversation via dick to butt contact, like that ain't a great idea either. Yeah. But like if it's someone that you know very well, and you're not like making out with someone sloppy like right now Mm. like if you're not at your absolute worst behavior and you just like run into someone in like you know this sweat lodge of a dance floor that you know very well like it's not weird two college people running into each other drunk who know each other well like two band people in the same section would like that's not a like you know you might not ask them to fuck you on the floor but like like you would some random girl but you know it's we not, live very different lives. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you're both adults, and you're both having fun, and there's nothing weird about seeing each other in a place where you two could definitely be. Right. And I saw her, and she does, like, this, this like, uh, double take, like... Like almost a backslide, as, as as in like that. That road is called Paw Paw Lane, by the way. We are in the South, ladies and gentlemen. A what? It was called Paw Paw Lane. Oh, a road called Paw Paw Lane. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, but she does this double take, and I'm not talking like looking twice. I'm talking like her head, like everything from like the middle of her chest up, like it does a full, like goes a foot behind the rest of her body before like you know coming back. It's it's like it's like if you know, you know Homer Simpson's makeup shotgun. It's like she just got hit by that. Like what? Like like really? <clears throat> As if I had come back from the dead. And that was bad. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> oh my God, Larry Jay's come back. Hold on. <clears throat> but then she she says like loudly and waving like while giving side-eye to, like, her girlfriend that she's there with. Um, he's like, oh, hi, David. Didn't expect to see you here. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. She's trying to be weird. But then, like, she whispers to her friend, and I can hear it. Like, it's it's like a whisper. You, you have to be heard over the music. No, no, and, 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 she, and she's like, let's go to the other side of the room. I was Whoa. like, I was like, oh, fuck. That's what this is. Uh, We've never been like this in any other, like, we have been cool in every circumstance. Yeah. Like, we've been drunk together. Granted, they were at band parties. Like, we've been drunk together and it wasn't an issue. Like, and we work together all the time. Like, we aren't like this. It's not like I'm some dude from class that, like, send you a picture of my dick and you'll say hi because you don't know what else to do. Right. And then you walk away. It's like, we are... Just friends have been so for a long time, and at the very least, we are like colleagues who haven't fucked with each other in any right. way. And then they just like walk over that way, like they go to the other side. First of all, like that is some middle school dance shit. Oh yeah. Like I see this guy, we have to go to the other side of the room. Like yep. wow. And second of all, I was just angry, so I just texted her that night. I was like. So, I, I was like, so we've known each other for four years, and I can't say hi to you that you walked in the other side of the room. Like, oh. but like I texted her, I was like, I'm not going to lie, like, 
that is awkward as fuck and it's your fault. Oh. Like, I drunkenly texted her, like, right as that happened, I was like, this is your fault and it's dumb. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm calling, like, I can't call you out. Like, I'm not going to put in the group message or anything, but I'm going to be like, th- that was like, there were several layers of why that never had to happen. Right. And then, like, four days later, she texts me. She's like, oh, sorry, I just looked at this again. First of all, just looked at this again? What? And she's like, I just looked at this again. I was like, sorry. Like, I was brown out at that point. I was like, so what you're saying is when your inhibitions are at their lowest, uh-huh. you want to run away from me? <laughs> Fuck you forever acting That's, nice. Uh, who was I talking? I think it was on the podcast. I was talking to someone about that. When, 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 you, when people drink, a lot of times they say, uh, oh, I only said that because I'm drunk. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not something you mean. It means it's something you think and feel, but didn't, but had the inhibitions to not say because you didn't like the consequences of it. Yep. Like people say something because they're, when they're drunk, it's it's more often probably what they're really feeling. Yeah, I think we should change the dynamic of morning after conversations from like you know what it is now is, bro, you said this, and it's like sorry, I was drunk. We should change that to reflect the positive side of like you know that type of honesty, where it's like, bro. You said this, and I realized I definitely got to quit this job and go for my dream. It's like you're welcome, man. I was drunk. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't point. hold it in anymore. Yep. Like I had yep. to tell you the truth. I had to tell you that she was a bitch. Yep. And that she was bad for your life. Like that'd be fucking great. Yeah. No. That's it's, it's definitely that's the thing that people don't really. If I think of other things that make me angry, I will yell about them. All right, I got plenty. That was a like, good. That was a really good answer to that. Nice. Uh, and I was what 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 drives you crazy about comedy? About comedy? Yeah. Like is things our, that is people our, do things that is, you don't is like our, about it in general. Did did the um me talking about like bomb like roasting comedians roasting each other and bomb did that make it on or was that in the part that got cut? I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. Well, in, in brief, I guess um, comedians roast other comedians. Like, ball-busting is part of the trade. Like, that's awesome. And I would never want to tell comedians they can't say certain things. But, like, right. when the critique or when the joking or when the roasting is, like, you know, when, when the core of the joke is, hey, bro, you did awful tonight, and I'm going to, like, shit on you for that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, like, yeah, I was there. Like, no one knows that they bombed better than the guy who's up there getting yeah. no laughs. So it's like, yeah, you know, you can chip away at people every now and then, but, like, if you are always on someone's ass and the things that you have to say about them aren't inspired jokes about them as a person or their character or right. their material, it's just that you suck as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, point and laugh. Like, ha-ha. Like, that is lame as fuck. And that, that's where comedians, like, aren't helping each other out. That makes sense. That's, that's the thing that miffs me about comedy. There, you know, there's other stuff, like... Like, you know, certain political correctness stuff, like... You know, certain taboos, certain say this, can't say that. That's some um, weird ones. Yeah. I had, oh, for the longest time I had this joke I had that I really tried to make work, but it never worked because it sounded creepy as I'll get out. Uh, as I, I would ask, it was, I had several ways to get into it. <clears throat> I would ask someone what they do, or, and, if, and they'd have to, I'd have to find someone in the audience just that they were a nurse, which is not hard to do in Charlottesville, or, I'd ask if there were nurses and talk to them. It was, the whole point was, like, I, I had seen a billboard that said nurses say yes. Uh, and, yeah. and I've seen Grey's Anatomy, so I'm not sure that. It, yeah, yeah. It never worked. 
it ever, 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 anywhere, no matter where I did it. I'm salty about it. I remember it working once. First, second time you did it. Maybe, yeah. And then I tried to make it work ever again, and just nope, nothing. Yeah. It's always annoying when something works once and then never works again, and you're like, uh, why? Why did or didn't it? Bruh, no matter how much you, you think it's a dumb Twitter joke, no homo works every time. I've never seen it work until tonight. It worked very well tonight. Well, like, it when I bomb, like, it doesn't do a lot better than the bomb stuff, but, like, it gets a bit more. Okay. Like, it, it's snowing, like, it did better than the stuff that got, like... like Your delivery tonight was so much better than it ever is, because you were confident in it. That's true. It makes it, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Told you, jerk off where you're set, you'll make better decisions. That's why you always, <laughs> always have a... Uh, Pete, no, Pete talked about that a lot on the podcast, and his, his, his it was actually the opposite. Because if every one of your needs is satisfied, then you're okay with sucking. But like, if you're if you're horny or hungry or anything like that, or you like you need something, yeah. you're gonna be more go get it and and be better at stuff. Which is why I like doing sets hungry. Yeah, what, what's the phrase like? Clear eyes, full heart, empty balls, <laughs> something like that. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if comedy necessarily works best when you're when you if you don't need anything, then. It, 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 but if you need it to work out, it'll probably work out a little bit better. All right. You know what drives me crazy? I do. I do know what drives me crazy. Uh, I mean, is there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about? Uh. I mean, we can we can shoot this shit for whatever. I feel like I had a great question. Oh no. It's uh. What do you think about Jews, Noah? Uh, <laughs> they run the world. They, they control the media and the know, movies and the banks. That's for my fucking podcast, all right? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, um... I still have a hard time believing Alex Cassian is Jewish. I, I, that man is Italian. I refuse to believe anything else. <laughs> he, he's got He such... looks like a mobster in every 80s movie. No, in he, sounds. He's, he's got such, like, the, the classic, like, douchey frat guy who's, like... No, because he's a little bit more old school than that. He's greaser. Yeah, oh, he's always wearing a leather jacket. That's part of it. Yeah, because a leather jacket, he's got like the kind of cool, like, he's sort of like, a, 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 like, like the way Lenny Bruce is portrayed in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh-huh. He's a lot like that, but younger and, and more Italian. I'm going to force him to do 23 and me. I don't believe there's no Italian in him. That's my Jew rant, if you're curious. Your, your Jew rant is just a Castanian rant. It's just, yeah, because I don't believe that he's not Italian. Uh, I guess, like, going into college and knowing that it was hot and then not, you got any, like... What do you mean hot and then not? Because of the rate, the, because of the, the weird thing at the end. Yeah, but that wasn't, like, the, the attitude of the room overnight. That was because a weird thing happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, worried that that might scare people away from coming back, and I'm worried that uh-huh. it was a lot of just your friends showing up to humor you one time, and it's not going to happen again. I, like, he's not allowed back in that building. Good. So, and I didn't invite him to this, and yeah. he was coming from D.C. and took a day off of work to do oh, that. Oh, boy. That, that makes it sound even worse. Like, if he does it again, like, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna tell the bouncer, I was like, hey... I need you to not the bouncer, but like there's a guy there who like went to prison once. Oh, okay. So it's like I can ask him to get anyone out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember when that guy was like trying to get him 
the heckler, you know, the, the drunk yelling guy out of the college in when that was happening. <coughs> I was like, <coughs> I'm not super nervous, but like, that guy is, you know, six inches taller, probably 30 pounds heavier. Like, guy might have to be careful. Then one of the college in, people leaned into me and was like, he's been to prison. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I was oh like, oh. Gosh. I was like, wait a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> like, you want to fight to start with Chris Allen at comedy? I want to fight to start with that dude. I don't that even know his right. name. Like, he sat around the entire night looking like he didn't work there, but knew everyone who did work there. Right. And then the first thing that he's, like, the first thing he, I saw him do the entire night, I was like, get that guy out. So, like, if that guy shows up, would you be remarkable? Yeah. By the way. I, um, just, I just mean, like, I mean, I, I, I think you mentioned a lot of the people there were your friends. Like, yeah, you know, there's I, only so many things you can invite friends to before, like, all right, we've already seen it. Yeah, but they're, yeah, well, like, we, we gotta let it catch on, but, uh. I'm hoping it will, because. I, I, I do not think it will be fire hazard packed like last time, but, um, if half of the people that came last time come this time, like, half of that number, mm-hmm. then the part that the stage actually faces is still basically full. All right. Like, that's still, like, a healthy... I'm fine with that. I, 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 I just... The only things I've ever been booked on that weren't Blacksburg were miserable failures. I got booked on uh, the Pro Renata Showcase in, like, in October... Like, last October. No, no, this, this, this October. Uh, and it was during a hurricane. Whoa. And there were three people there that did not want to hear comedy. And it was an absolute disaster. I had to do 20 minutes to three people that laughed at nothing I did. It uh, was the... And this was... I wouldn't do the full 20. Four months in comedy. I I was getting paid for it. I had to do it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Four months in, doing 20 minutes to people who don't care whether you live or die is probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Uh, and then I had a doula show that no one was there for. The people who were there weren't into anything. Winston had a good set because Winston can make a rock laugh. But Chris struggled. I struggled. Uh, Chris, Christopher Cantrell did all right. But it was that was, Abdullah tried to do crowd work and it was, it was not the time to, to do that. Yeah, crowd work with three people. Well, uh, if, if like, crowd work with people can be good, but he's, he's, he hasn't done a lot of it before. Yeah. It was very new to him. Uh, oh, if, if nobody shows right well not if nobody but like if you know a quarter as many people as last time show up like that'll that'll be like a bit like that'll feel like a bit of an empty space uh-huh. like if half as many people come it'll feel full okay but if a quarter like it'll feel like uh, but I I've got, I've got one friend coming from Lynchburg and I think I have two friends from Charlottesville nice if they're really fat it'll look great <laughs> he's not if he's they a, take up two chairs he's a young trim uh Fantastic dude. Alright, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> he sounds like competition for me, and I don't want him. He's a, uh, uh, he's Haitian, so he speaks French. Yeah. But, uh, and he's got a, he's getting an electrical engineering degree. Very interesting guy. I might print, like, you know, a couple dozen extra flyers for, you know, you talk about bargain. Yeah, I'll might, do it. Might get, get, get a couple of barkers. Oh. I'll come early. I'll always do I know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do I say it? Fuck it. Of course you say it. You can't, you can't have that opportunity and not take it. Holy shit, tonight was a great show. So Thanks good. for telling me about that. No problem. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it went well. It's, I I was like seeing seeing people that are having a rough time do well like that. Like when I saw Abdullah at Brothers, and he did 11 minutes with like four callbacks. Yeah. We were there. I was like, that was that was really nice. Yeah, you know that I mean? was great. That kind of stuff. I love it. It's always great. Yep. Uh, all right, I got two more questions for you. Word. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, so. I actually, okay, my roommate last year was a huge fucking fat ass and thought so much about food and talked so much about food that... I, I haven't moved out yet. Huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no, no. This, in terms of, like, fat, yeah, you're bigger than him. But, like, in terms of... <laughs> but in terms of being a vacuum for calories, this dude puts he puts anyone to shame. He could unhinge his own jaw. Like, he could he could literally swallow, like, like a softball. Uh-huh. Not a baseball, fucking softball. Uh-huh. But we had this discussion where, like, uh, you know, the classification is all how many sides of it are bread. Right. Like, sure. one side is bread, it's toast. <clears throat> okay. Like, stacking, no matter how much shit you put on top of the bread, if it's one side, it's toast. If it's two sides surrounded by bread, it is a sandwich. Mm-hmm. If it is three surrounded by bread or any type of grain... It is a taco. So a and Subway it, sub is a taco. It is. I prefer to call them meat pockets. So you don't think Subway has sandwiches? Sub, because sub, they have sub, a position called sandwich artists. Sub, sub, submarines are a weird thing because you can have the bread that is shaped like a sub loaf, and you can cut them in a way where it doesn't, you know, fold close, where it's like, you know, two two loaves. Sure. Like, they don't do that because they're Subway and they suck. Well, you can do the same If you had a hot dog the size of a, a Subway loaf, and you put it in there, is that a sandwich? Uh, do, do you cut both edges of the bread, or is one of them still wrapping around? One of them still wrapping around, like it is with every other sub taco. Subway. Taco. Every time. If it's three sides, it's taco. That's and if it's four, it's a answer. burrito or a wrap. You, know, you, can, you can call it either. So if you were to hollow out a sub loaf and fill it, it's a burrito. Yes. You hollow out anything and fill it. It's a burrito. Pretty sure burritos have to be tortillas. I mean, like, you know, when, when, when someone's like, when you got a girl over who won't go to bed so with you, go-gurt, but it's like... a go-gurt is a burrito. A go... Okay, no. The, the, the thing around it has to be edible. By normal am human I eating, standards. Am I not eating go-gurts, right? If you were eating gogurts, if you were taking a fucking bite out of the tube. We used to not eat Okay, it's a burrito or a wrap if it's four sides, and you can take a bite out of it without peeling the packaging off. Like, a Twinkie in the wrapper. So maybe I'm eating my burritos wrong. A Twinkie is a burrito. A Twinkie in the wrapper is fucking stupid. All right. So that's that. No, it's wrong, but it's coherent. I will go to court over this shit. All right, and is cheesecake cake or pie? It's super gay. Don't pull a Chris Allen on me. That, oh my God. Like, I don't even care enough. Why would it be pie? It's a filling on a crust. Semi-solid filling on a crust. It is no flour. Compelling. It is not a cake. Compelling, but can it be made without fruit? Uh, yeah. Can a pie be made without fruit? Yes. 
non-cheesecake pies. You never had a chocolate cream pie or a pumpkin pie? Oh, pumpkin is a vegetable. I've had a cream pie. Pumpkin. <laughs> You've had plenty of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, that is, um, that is a, that is a less definitive answer. Yeah. Than hot dog sandwich, but, and that's why I always thought cheesecake was a pie. And then someone pointed out that cheesecakes can also be crustless, like a New York style. What do you call that? You can't make a pie crustless. You can make a cheesecake crustless, so therefore a cheesecake is a cake. I think it's a crust. It's a pie when it has a crust. When it's not, it's its own thing. I think you can give a pie a crust, but you can't. I mean, you might be able to make a crustless pumpkin pie if you just tweak the recipe a little bit. But then it's like a weird orange frisbee that like mushes when well, you throw it. Well, if it was pale and cheese flavored, that would be cheesecake. You know what I mean? Well, then we're in a different fucking avenue. <laughs> if it was pale and cheese flavored, that's that's like every time a girl on Tinder tells me no. So you think just based on what I look like? But like, but wait, but I'm pale and cheese flavored. <laughs> Can I sell you on that? Oh, oh, I'm gonna have nightmares. Thank you for that. Oh, we just came, everyone. <laughs> oh boy. Well, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh. We could do a bit, right? Just like start saying something really racist and you like cut it off like right before it's over. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Se- oh, wait, wait, before, before we do that, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh. Like in 2011. Like, what were my usernames back in 2011? Like, saying interwebs, like it's 2011. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm David McCauley. Uh, D-M-C-C-A-L-L-I-E-01. On Instagram, on Twitter, even though I retweet dumb shit, I never tweet myself. Instagram, I post shit. Yep. Facebook, I'm a good boy who hosts a lot of events all right. that people should come to. And, um... All of my YouTube videos are private because my family can never see what I do. So I had a, I had a fun experience. That, uh, <coughs> my dad is obviously privy to comedy and has no yeah. problem. My mom, on the other hand, my dad was watching my last Blacksburg set with the Gottfried bit uh, on his on his computer in the office, and while my mom was sewing next to him, yeah, and she's like, "What is that?" <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> I remember, I remember, like, me and Dad were watching the new Chappelle with, like, in which the, 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 the trans, uh, female to male, no, 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 male to female, comes into, like, the corporate boardroom with, like, the dick that they cut off, and they throw it onto the table and be like, gentlemen, let's get started. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then my mom comes in, she's like, what is this awful shit? <laughs> it was amazing. That's how it goes. Yeah. All right. My social media is not that important, but my shows are Collagen. Like, look for shit on Facebook. Last, what, Friday, Saturday of every month? It's not quite that steady yet, but if you are, if you're privy to Charlottesville County on Facebook, you will see the shows that I host. Yeah, follow the Charlottesville County page on Facebook. That's what you should do. And you'll see everything that I produce and host. And Instagram is another cool place to follow me, but, uh... All right. Yeah. What's your racist thing? Just say, just say the whole thing and I'll cut it out at the best point. No, no, I'm not saying... Oh, yeah, no, no. My safe word is the N-word. 